When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Great to have your company this Sunday afternoon. Keep those texts coming in too, by the way. 0457 736 736. Anything you want to talk about in the world of sport, or don't be shy. Keep me company. I'm here on the wireless until 7 o'clock tonight on that open line, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Maybe you want to talk about the cricket. I've had a few people texting in, bagging me about Man United and how hopeless they are. We'll catch up with Adam Peacock shortly, and no doubt Adam will have plenty to say. But I'd rather focus on the positives. So this was last night's viewing. You watch the cricket and then flick over to, to up to sport, United, and then go to bed after Bayer concedes an own goal in the first 10 minutes. Despite the doubt as the Aussies have made it out of the group stage to qualify for the semi-finals of the T20 World Cup uh, for a comfortable eight-wicket win over the West Indies, the Aussies reckon they're peaking at the right time and their semi-final opponents will be determined at the end of the round-robin stage. It's looking like it might be Pakistan. Sammy Hargraves called all the action and has been doing a wonderful job alongside Darren Chuck Berry for SEN and he's very kindly joined us on the program this afternoon. Hello, Sammy. Hello, Julian. How are you, mate? Thanks Very, for having me. No, my pleasure. The good thing about this was it was a nine o'clock start, Australian Eastern Daylight Time, so uh, you got some shut-eye, no doubt. Yeah, a little bit. We've done a couple of the 1am starts, and uh, as great as they are, they certainly do leave you feeling like you've got perpetual jet lag uh, <laughs> after them. But it's, it has been a fascinating World Cup for, for Australia, and, and last night probably their most comprehensive uh, victory in terms of how they performed with the bat. Um, there's been a lot of question marks over it. Have they picked the right lineup? Are they picking the right batters in the right positions? Our bowlers have been really good throughout the whole tournament. But um, yesterday was probably the first sign of, of, a, of a dominant batting performance to chase down that total, which wasn't an immense total from the West Indies, but it certainly was the highest total that Australia have had to chase yeah. uh, during the tournament. So to make light work of it would have given them uh, the world of confidence and probably two commentators and analysts more confidence now about the Australian lineup that, than we've had. Although the flip side of that might be that there's still players that haven't had much time out in the middle coming into a semi-final, and Glenn Maxwell is one of those. Wade Stoinis as well. So for all the positives there are, there are still some areas where you, you think, "Geez, I hope we're going to be okay there." Yeah, for me, not just that, but the chase against Bangladesh too. Just sort of represented a shift away from the conservatism that perhaps characterised this Australian team. Uh, yes, it was important to get the win, but as important, knowing how how critical getting off to a good start is at the UAE in power play, uh, was to see David Warner among the runs and remain not out. Yeah, that's it's funny. There were some people that thought that he'd turn the corner when he made the 65 against Sri Lanka, but Darren Berry, who I sit alongside every night uh, to do these Australian games, this T20 World Cup, he was really adamant, and, and others have been too, that if you watch that innings, there was probably three genuine chances to get him out. There was the drop catch down leg side as well when he was on about 18. His feet and hands and, and head were all sort of out of alignment. So despite the score of 65, he really didn't look in good touch at all. 
Um, and, and the difference between that innings and this innings was pretty substantial. I mean, it's the highest ever score by an Australian at a T20 World Cup. Cam White held that record until last night when Dave Warner, who was equal with him in the last ball uh, that he tickled uh, just off the, the hip for four, um, was able to get him to that 89, not out. But if you're watching that, Julian, you, you, you'd notice that he, he was actually playing proper cricket shots. He tried to bully his way back into form, force the issue back into form. Last night, he was actually just head still, bat straight, proper cricket shots and uh, and looked every bit the, the player that's been one of the more dominant at this uh, format since its inception. Yeah, and West Indies, it has to be said, don't have the strongest bowling lineup. It might have been just what the doctor ordered for D Warner. Mitch Marsh came in at three again, 53 off 32. You just scratch your head why they even dropped him for that one game, given he was, he was the form player in that last series against the West Indies. But... I think it reflects too, Sammy, that this balance of the seven batters, four bowlers looks like the way forward. Looks the right one for the Aussies. I don't. I'm not 100 percent convinced on that, Jules. Okay. I'm gonna agree to disagree on that. I'm I'm in the Chuck Berry camp here that that the they panicked with Marsh to drop him to bring in Agar because the conventional wisdom is that you're going to need two spinners and and, and not just Maxwell's part time, which has been pretty effective at times. He's taken a couple of key wickets through this tournament. But Ashton Agar is a top 10 ranked bowler um, in T20 cricket. They panicked when they didn't make runs against England and brought him back in. I, I'm, I'm sort of lining up behind Chuck on this, that, that they do need two spinners. You've got the seeming options with Stoinis uh, and Marsh, who bowled pretty well last night, it's got to be said. He was economical, didn't take any wickets, but did do a good job in putting a handbrake on at a crucial time. Um, and they've got the pace attack that's there as well. So I'm probably one that thinks that they've got too many batters um, and, 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 and picking seven probably shows that they don't have complete trust in the six. So it'll be really interesting when you look at the other countries who have performed well. And at first glance, you'd think we have performed well because we only lost one game. But when you dig deeper into those losses, you'll see that there was some really concerning performances within them and tactically some really concerning decisions made. So it's, it's still a coin toss, I think, for Australia. England, you can just see, are so well prepared, so tactically sound. Uh, they cover every base. They've got every you know, bit of research. They know the matchups they want between batter and bowler. I still don't know if we've exactly found our sweet spot tactically. Um, but I'm probably one that thinks that we're carrying too many batters and not enough spinners. That's interesting. You probably have a higher opinion of Agar than I do. The concern I have is, I mean, you look at England, you talked about that. They had, what do they have? Moeen Ali at seven, Wokes at eight. I mean, that's batting depth. And sometimes we're prone to batting Agar at seven. And you just scratch your head. What what do you sacrifice for the bat? And what do you get with the ball? I'm not sure that's right. Anyway, we agree to disagree and we're all wise after the event. You, you mentioned there Marsh and Maxwell. Uh, that's a fifth bowling option for the Australians. They went for 22, uh, which is a much better return. The balance, as I said, I think seven batters, four bowlers. Looks like the right mix because you bank on the class of Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins. And I think Maxwell's been pretty good. He turns the ball away from left-handed heavy sides. Uh, This is the thing. A lot of people didn't give Australia much of a chance. And I mentioned at the top, Sammy, about this this sort of reputation of conservatism and, you know, do you, can you afford to have somebody like an S Smith sort of noodling the ball around? But I have to commend Justin Langer here. The last couple of games just looks like a, a change in attitude to, to more aggression and they feel that that's the best approach if they want to go really deep in this competition. 
Yeah, they had to against Bangladesh because net run rate ended up being the deciding factor. So I reckon that was weighing on their minds about how they wanted to force the issue. So to, to chase it down within the allotted overs was a big boost to the net run rate. I think they started 0.28 ahead and ended up about 0.4-something ahead at the end before South Africa played England. And so even though South Africa win, the, the, the chase against Bangladesh and the chase against the West Indies sets up um, Australia to, to get through on net run rate. So they just had to, Julian. They just had to go hard and make sure that if they're going to win, it wasn't just a win and then hope. It was win and make sure that their net run rate got a, a nice little um, a nice little boost. And that's what ended up being the, the difference in them qualifying yeah. uh, in the end. So yeah. um, they could afford to have Smith in the middle order, to your point earlier, um, as long as they approach the power play in the right manner. And we've probably got a situation where we've got about four openers in the side all batting in different positions rather than picking specialist players in specialist positions. So that's still probably the only query. But at the moment, you can only go by the results that are on the board. And yeah. the results are of the, that Australia is through and now just waiting to see who they'll face, whether it be Pakistan or, or New Zealand. And Pakistan, I mean, their openers at the moment are two out of the best five performed. Yeah. Uh, in the tournament so far. So the, 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 that bowling attack's really going to have its work cut out for them against Pakistan, who have had a great tournament. What did you make of the West Indies' performance? I think they were, they were highly underwhelming. Most people thought Local. that it'd be, along with England, would be the two that took to get out of that group. I mean, they've been the greatest T20 international side and probably revolutionised the way the game has been played. But isn't it funny? You don't know until after the event, and you think about the boxer that's just gone that one round too many, and, and there was shade of that with the Windies, wasn't there? Yeah, a little bit. It was, Chuck was getting was so frustrated with them last night. He said, not that they'd ever asked me, but this is why I couldn't coach them, because there's just so many things they don't do extra to try and find that little bit of extra leverage. They've got two speeds, either not, not going at all or a 1,000 miles an hour. They try to blow you off the park. Um, but when it comes to maybe trying to have a little bit more subtlety, a little bit more, um, a bit of a bit, using just a bit more skill, um, using a little bit more tactical now, they, they don't, it doesn't seem to really come through from the West Indies, despite having some of the best and most experienced T20 players in the world. And um, whilst I think we were all celebrating the ends of the careers internationally of Chris Gale and Dwayne Bravo, who deserve great send-offs for what they've given to the game, Last night descended into farcical scenes. When, when you've got Chris Gale bowling in the last over to try and get him a wicket to send him off, Man. he gets Mitch, Mar- Mitch Marsh out and jumps on his back. That, that's almost to the point of being disrespectful. Um, I know that it was you know a bit of fun and, and, the, and, and the game was over and it's, it's, it's funny scenes and it's fun, but it's still a World Cup. There's still The game's actually still going. Have you ever seen a bowler jump on the back of a batter that they got it? It ended up looking like a charity T20. It looked oh. like, you know, I thought Fatty Borton was going to run out and take another cap yeah, by the end yeah. of it. thought he's trying to ride the winner at the Cup. Uh, mate, we could talk for a long time. Sadly, the clock is against us. Appreciate you giving up your Sunday, and we'll look forward to your call on SEN 1170. Anytime, Jules. Thanks for having me. There he is. Sammy Hargraves doing a great job alongside Darren Chuck Berry. Yeah, difference of opinion. I don't rate Agar as highly. I think you're better off with seven bat, four bowlers and rely on Marsh and Maxwell as your fifth. You may have a thought on that. That text line 0457 736 736. What did you make of the Aussies' performance? He's daring to believe. Do you think that can go all the way? one 1170 We'll knock off another break and then I suppose I have to confront...
How woeful Man United and Ole are. Adam Peacock up next. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.